Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. Today we are answering a question on the detriments of removing exercise when you're going through recovery. The bad side, like how do we, you know, deal with the problems that take that not exercising has been causing us so let's kick off with the exercise question let's just like get it out of the way because i answer this one so often that you know you guys already know so patricia says hey i have a question i've recovered from ha by mostly just gaining weight and i've had my period two times but i'm waiting for the third and it's late 
hoping it will not miss out completely. The thing is, I've never stopped training during recovery. A little, um, training recovery, a little easier, sure, on the high intensity, still a lot of running, weightlifting, walking, etc. just very active altogether. And I also believe it's possible to get better with exercise, but would you recommend still totally to stop it? It seems really wrong because I did see and feel a change in my everyday health, kinda. Once I got less fit, it negatively impacted a lot of areas of my life. So I'm not really ready to give that up. Do you have any tips on that? Patricia, you are juicy. You submitted this question to me like a month ago. So I don't know, maybe you got your period back by then. Maybe you figured it out on your own. Um, but if you did get it, it, it was too late. Like it took a long time, right? You can have hormonal activity. You can have progress and still exercise sometimes. I have, there's so much context missing to this question, right? And that's okay. It's a Q and A. But if your cycles when you were exercising and stuff were perfect, okay, that's one thing. If you have no idea, that's another thing. And if they weren't, if you weren't ovulating, if your progesterone was too low, whatever, like your luteal phase was too short, um, they were never truly responding in full force the way you want them to with your exercise. So something you did, and here's what I bet it was. Because we see this in practice all the time. You made changes, you ate more, whatever it was. You got your period back, you were training. You got a second one, look at you. Look at me, I'm doing it. I'm the unicorn, I'm doing it. So you back off, less diligence, more of like, oh, I think it's it's started now. I've got two now. So like the third one's probably just like gonna come. Why would I just stop? Like, so I'm just going to increase this a little bit. Like I'm gonna do a bit more weightlifting. I'm gonna do a bit more running or whatever, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna ease off on the food so that this whole like weight gain part that may have happened in recovery so that that like goes away and it's like a distant memory. These are the things that happen either consciously or subconsciously. And that's probably the problem. If not, if it just went away, um, then what it means is like that first one came back, maybe you were eating more or just like a huge shift happened. Sometimes we have to really look back at the calendar with someone and figure out like what was happening during that time to create this wonderful situation where you got a period. So that's the thing. And then the next one kind of came riding on the coattails of that. And then you, the third one, like lifestyle situation changed in some way, less stress, like maybe you got more busy at work back then you were less stressed or something. I don't know. So now you've like toppled your fragile tower over. If you can lose your period this easily, you're fragile, right? So that's like that piece. <laughs> That's that piece, like this story that you're inventing because it suits the narrative that you want to believe that you are more healthy with exercises, like a narrative. Okay. And you say, I also believe it's possible to get better with exercise. Um, it is for some people and to get better, yes, but if you want optimal cycles, if you want fertility, if you want ovulation, if you want conception, totally different story. Better isn't best. 
right? Um, okay, but would you still recommend to totally stop? It just depends. I don't know your case. I wouldn't recommend one way or the other 100%. Um, but it sounds like if you're doing all those things, running, weightlifting, walking, active altogether, something should probably give. Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora, cornucopia of things. But in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful Thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. And then you said, once I got less fit, it negatively impacted a lot of areas of my life. That's nondescript, so I have no idea what those areas are, and that's curious to me. I would love to know. I would love to know, right? It's like, let's, um, I just, I just have a feeling that's what you feel and think, but it may not be valid. You know, I think that, like, we feel like our life is negatively impacted because the the way I'm not moving around as much makes me feel um, lazy or whatever. It makes me feel sluggish. I feel more stiff. I feel like I haven't earned my food and that's making me feel sad. Like there's a plethora of reasons, but you exercising less cannot destroy your relationships, cannot um, upset your financial safety, cannot really impact your social life. Some people feel like it can, like, oh, my running group, like, have coffee with them. Do you know? 
Um, so the negative piece of this, like I would really encourage you to look at that and like, what's the story you're telling yourself around that? Um, Cause of course it's uncomfortable to change. And of course you believe a certain thing about people who work out, but that may need to change. It's hard to associate yourself with like the type of person you don't want to be, but that's all happening in our mind. That's not reality. So that's something just to look at. And then the last piece I think I'll say on this is uh, once I got less fit, it negatively impacted a lot of areas of my life. Also side note, if you mean like your digestion and stuff, there's also things you can do about that. And it can sometimes be a shift to stop moving as much. But if your body relied on exercise in order to like function, that's a problem, right? So, um, being, once I got less fit, it negatively impacted it. You are not fit. You may have a higher endurance capacity. You might be strong. You might be fast, but you're not healthy and you're not fit. Like this is to anyone who's trying to, you know, un like figure out, am I, you know, do I keep training because I don't want to get heart disease or do I stop? get you know like if the if the exercise is truly to be fit if your values are truly to be fit you will do what is best for your body when it's screaming a problem is is occurring right and it can be a real trap to get some periods with exercise or at a certain weight or whatever like there's lots of different combinations like i got my period back at the most stressed time in my life or i got my period back when i was the smallest i've ever been or i got my period back when i was running 50 miles a week and then they don't again and they can't let go of that but like the facts are in front of you that happened once it hasn't happened again we need to let go of it. It's like, it's like having a bad, a bad for you ex-boyfriend who you were just like, he's gonna come back and it's gonna be great. You know? So if what you're saying is, my life is better when I'm thin and overachieving and go, go, go and running off cortisol, that's your personal choice. You know, like, it's to that's totally the thing. People choose all the time to be less healthy in the pursuit of other goals. But if you're here and you want period and you want to be healthy, all signs lead to a shift in how you are perceiving health and wellness and activity and getting a bit more open to not controlling as much. I hope this was helpful. I need a drink of water. Please like and subscribe to this channel. Send me a question through danny at thehasociety.com. Would love to chat. Um, and if you guys are interested in working with us as practitioners to help dial in your nutrition, figure out your exact exercise needs.
walk through all these issues, track progress using actual, actual metrics, get your period back in a timely manner and get pregnant if you wish, check us out at thehasociety.com and I'll see you guys next week. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about TempDrop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs. And then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHASociety. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHASociety at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for 
anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.